power of God, the presence of God came into my room like a swooping bird almost, hit me, picked me up in the air, and I flew back onto my bed. And I said, that can't be God. And I made a decision. I'm gonna get the heck up out of here. Yo, this is scary as a mug. So I get up and I'm like trying to run up out the room. God came in the room, picked me back up, threw me back on again. And I was like, oh nah, like this is bad. I'm a grand, I'm a grandparents. Um, well, my grandmother, she's an apostle, a pastor. Um, she kind of raised me in the faith. She taught me the way of prayer, taught me how to seek the face of God, how to worship, how to love God. Um, I was filled with the Holy Ghost when I was seven years old. Um, I'll never forget, I was in my grandmother's car, and um, the previous Wednesday in prayer, I saw my grandmother fall on the floor and speak in tongues. And I didn't know what tongues was, I was seven. And I said to my grandmother, I said, what's that language you guys uh, talk in church? And she said, baby, that's tongues, that's from being filled with the Holy Ghost. And um, I said, well, can I be filled with the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues? She was like, sure. And I said, all right, well, I'm gonna ask him when I get home tonight. And she said, no, ask him right here. I'm like, right here in this car. And she was like, yes, right in the car. So I um, asked the Holy Spirit, I said, Lord, can you fill me with the Holy Ghost? And I'll never forget the feeling of something dropping into my stomach and expanding. And immediately in the car, I begin to speak in tongues. Fast forward, um, that next Sunday, I had a, an amazing encounter with the Lord. I was um, in like the fifth or sixth row of the church. The Spirit of God was very strong that day. And I'll never forget feeling what I knew to be for the first time ever, conviction of sin. Now, you know, as a seven-year-old, what can a seven-year-old be convicted about? You know, telling a white lie to your mom or taking candy or something like that. But I remember feeling conviction for the first time and getting on my knees and asking Jesus to forgive me for all of the sin in my life. You know, whatever it was at that time. And I'll never forget that um, as I said that, as I began to repent, I remember feeling the presence of God hit my stomach again and I begin to speak in tongues again. And this time it wasn't a quick sporadic moment. I was going in, in tongues. I'll never forget, my eyes were closed. I was weeping, crying. And I remember my grandmother must have been walking down the aisle while God was moving. And I remember hearing my voice elevated in the mic system. And um, and those days, you know, the church, whenever someone got filled with the Holy Ghost, they would put the mic up to their mouth so that everyone could know, oh, so-and-so got filled with the Holy Spirit. And everyone would celebrate and go crazy, you know? But um, so she did that. I remember hearing my voice on the mic while I was praying in the Spirit. And I remember feeling like I had a prophetic word. At the time, I didn't know it was a prophetic word, but I remember feeling like I wanna say what God is saying. I can hear God talking to me and I can feel it coming up from my belly. Like I have English to say, and I shut it down. I said, no, um, these people won't hear what I have to say. I'm just a kid. Um, and I remember my, word, my aunt got a word of knowledge in the car that day afterwards and, and I, cause I thought God was mad at me for not saying what he wanted me to say. And my aunt, looked at me in the car and said, um, baby, God's not mad at you. Just next time, say what he tells you to say. And so that was you know, my encounter of being filled with the Holy Ghost. Um, fast forward up to the age of 16, 
Um, you know, between 7 and 16, a lot of things happen. You try to make friends. You try to be like everybody else. You know, you try to fit in with the crowd, all that all that crazy stuff. I regret that stuff to this day. Um, so to any 16-year-olds that are going to watch or, or young people are going to watch this, uh, there's no need for that. Pursue God with everything inside of you. Um, so... Fast forwarding around 16, I experienced what I believe to be a renewal of my salvation, um, a fresh encounter with the Lord. Um, I actually came into contact with meeting a friend of mine that at the time was an evangelist. Um, and he really just began to uh, call forth the call of God that was in my life. He knew that I had already gotten saved and given my life to Jesus, but he really just began to minister um, to the thing that God had placed on the inside of me. And I'll never forget that he would talk about the presence of God. Now, at the time, I knew about the presence of God, but I didn't know about the presence of God the way that I know him today. And he would talk about like, oh yeah, I just lift my hands and the presence of God comes into my room. It feels like electricity. It feels like heat. I was used to a little tickle tickle in my stomach, you know, whenever I felt the presence of God or maybe some burning in my hands, but never about my entire body coming under the tangible weight of God's presence. And so he would always talk about it and it really provoked what I would call a holy jealousy on the inside of me to hunger after that dimension in God. So I remember I was talking to him and it really took me on a journey to really seek God and to ask him to touch me with his presence. From the age of 16 to the age of 18, I was on this journey and in between then, God really began to open up who I was um, as a prophetic minister. What did uh, you What did you do in that time? You know that you were saying you were seeking for that. Well, yeah, I would wake up early sometimes and pray. I would. Um, host meetings at my school. We had this thing called the Edge Club. Now, the Edge Club is not the most charismatic of Christian clubs and schools. It's in multiple schools around my region and things of that nature. But we were in the Edge Club, and I was one of the leaders. So we would actually like heal the sick in our in our school. We would prophesy, cast out devils in our school. Um, the power of God would fill our meetings, and we would do the acts that Jesus tells the church to do. Um, in Mark 16, they shall lay their hands on the sick. They shall cast out devils, all that wonderful stuff. And we really actually saw um, a revival hit our high school, um, Stonewall Jackson High School at the time. The name changed because of the whole um, racism thing, but um, we uh, saw revival. We saw bones healed, headaches healed, um, demons casted out. Um, the funny thing was um, we casted devils out in our oceanography classroom, and the oceanography teacher was an atheist. And so it was kind of funny, just kind of like, it was ironic that she would allude to God not being real, but we would cast out demons in her classroom after school. And so um, God really moved during that time. And um, from 16 to 18, um, I was on a journey to experience God. Now, it seemed like everyone I would pray for would have the encounter that I was looking for. I would pray for people. People would, would fall under the presence of God. Talk about they felt the presence of God all over their body. They were never the same. I would just feel him a little bit. Um, I would pray for people, cast out devils, would not still feel the presence of God. But I was so hungry for God that I was willing to seek him as long as I wanted, as long as I could, so that I could have these major encounters with the Lord. So I graduated from high school at the age of 18 years old. And that summer, I would say was the wildest summer. And even <laughs> talking about it, I can feel the presence of God right now. But that summer was the wildest summer I have ever experienced in my entire life. It all starts with me um, saying, God, I want you more than anything. So I would pray all night because, you know, no school. You know, uh, I was in I hadn't gotten a job yet. And um, I, was, I would seek God 
all night long. I would wake up early, seek the Lord. I would not go out with my friends and hang out. Um, as a matter of fact, God stripped me of all my friends during that time because, you know, I was so hungry for God. And I remember one particular night, um, and this is actually where I had my uh, second encounter with the Lord Jesus. One particular night, I was on the side of my bed praying, and I'll never forget, I was on my bed praying, and I found myself standing, what I believe this is an open vision that I had of the Lord, or a dream, I'm not sure, um, but I was in the bed when the vision was over, but I found myself um, standing on a grassy field, in a grassy field, and um, the grass was tall, it was green and yellowish, but it wasn't dead. Everything around me seemed to be breathing and seemed to be living. Everything around me seemed as if it was moving and had a heartbeat to it. And I remember watching the wind. The wind was physical. Like I could see the wind in the air. You know, you can't see the wind. You can only see the effects of the wind. I can't describe what I saw. I saw colors that I've never seen before, like colors there that I've never seen before. The wind would come down and go into the grass and it would look like a child dancing in the grass. And it would go up in the air again, and it would dance in the grass again. And I'll never forget, I, and I heard children's laughing, singing, joy, all these wonderful things. And I remember looking off in the distance and seeing um, a figure standing in the grass. And immediately I became fear, fearful. The fear of the Lord struck me. And immediately I turned the other direction and begin to run in the opposite direction in this vision. Um, and I believe, obviously, I was in heaven when this took place. I jumped over a rock, and I said, you know it was something supernatural because I've been husky the majority of my life, and um, there's no jumping over rocks where I come from. And so I, I jump over the rock, and um, I'm hiding, trembling in fear. Yet something, I would say fascination, curiosity, made me want to peek over the rock. So as I'm peeking over the rock, I find myself being lunged over the rock and I'm standing face to face with the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, he didn't say anything to me. He didn't, and he wasn't smiling like the last time either. He was actually just sitting there looking at me. We never opened our mouths. We spoke from heart to heart. We spoke from mind to mind. Um, in the communication, there were things that I cannot you know, unveil things that I'm to secrecy until they until they're revealed. But right there is when he revealed to me who I was called to be. He told me that um, that I would be his prophet, that I would speak on his behalf, and that I would represent his heart on planet Earth. Um, and I remember I took my fingers and ran them through his hair, and then the last thing I remember, I'm back in my body and I'm back um, on Earth. What did you see when you see him? Did you see like? Could you describe what you saw? Um, personally, I don't like describing what I saw because what I saw, um, is a lot different from what a lot of people think he looks like. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You should describe it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, it, it was a, a pretty wild encounter. Um, I'll, 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 uh, I'll say that for another episode. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so what happened after that? So you see him. Mm -hmm. He tells you that you're called to be his prophet. Yeah. What happens next? So I'm back in my body, um, and I wake up in the fear of the Lord. But it, it was weird because if you've ever been in love before, that's what it feels like. It's like you're terrified, but you are deeply, 
deeply in love. I loved him more after that encounter than I did before I went into the encounter. And so the next day I'm under my bed, I'm actually under my bed. I actually got somehow got under my bed. I was praying. I use, we pray pretty aggressively in my camp. And so um, I was under the bed. I was praying. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit speaks to me audibly under the bed. And he says, that person in your dream or in your encounter was Jesus Christ. And so, um, you know, I'm under the bed and I grab the 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 board under the bed and start shaking it aggressively like, oh my God, because, you know, I had an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit confirmed it to me. A few days later, I was preparing to go to a camp and the camp was a very powerful camp. It was a, a camp called In the Wild for a church called Living Faith. This camp was known for supernatural occurrences. I'm here a grown man going for the first time and because um, young adults would go too. And um, I remember they painted a backdrop and um, it was the theme of the camp. Now I won't get into the theme because the theme would reveal what I saw, but they lifted up the backdrop. It was a tall grassy field and it was the same figure that I saw in my dream or in my encounter that was painted on the, on the backdrop. And so that was another confirmation to me like I saw the Lord Jesus. From there, I went to the camp, nothing happened. Everyone got encountered by God. As a matter of fact, God used me to pray for people that were encountering God, but nothing happened to me. I, didn't, I couldn't even feel God. The one thing that happened to me was a man walked up to me, a good friend to this day, and gave me a prophetic word. And he said, uh, hey, Jordan, the Lord says that he has just dropped you in a new fishbowl. And the Lord said, when you drop a new fish into a, a bigger fishbowl, the fish has to swim around and figure out what the familiar places of that fishbowl is. So the Lord says, you are in a season that has been instituted by him, but you're still filling it out. And there's grace for you to fill out this new season. And so it was a very encouraging word and it blessed me because I was actually in the field crying um, and I was in the field like, you know, just really upset because Everyone's encountering God. And I'm pretty sure someone saw me crying and thought, oh, he's encountering God. No, I was upset because I wasn't encountering God. And so I go back home and I seek the Lord for a few days. As soon as I get home, like I drop my bags, I jump in the shower, and I just go in prayer. And I just like begin to, begin to worship the Lord and begin to just tell him how good he was and how much I loved him still. And because um, I was still on fire from that encounter that I had right before I went to In the Wild. And so I'm seeking God for the next few days. One of the nights, my mom is cooking dinner in the kitchen. I'm in my bedroom praying. And I'll never forget, my mom texted me and said, you know, dinner's about to be ready. And I'm like, okay, bet. So um, and it was pork chops. So, you know, I will never be delayed. From my, my, if, if my mother can cook anything, it is those pork chops. Do you hear me? So I'm getting ready to go eat my mom's famous pork chops. And um, I feel, the, I feel the, the anointing, the presence of God for the first time in this way. It felt like someone took a ball of electricity and just placed it at the center top part of my, in between my shoulders in the back, like the back of my neck. And I remember thinking, I'm having a nervous breakdown, some kind, some kind of nerve issue. Oh God, and I went too deep and, I, and something else is touching me. You know, I got really scared of like, this is weird. And so I started like feeling it. I, mean, I said, maybe like my, my tag to my shirt is touching me there. And it's like, and I'm like, nothing's moving. And I'm like, okay. So I go back, to, and so I'm, like, I'm gonna pray a little longer then I'm gonna go eat dinner. So I'm, I go to pray again, and the same feeling comes on me. And I'm like, what is that? Like, what is that? And so I, um, 
I, I, I have them up three times. So at one point, I just get tired of it and take my shirt off and rip the tag out of my shirt and then put my shirt back on and say, I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek you, God. So then it comes on me again. And so I try to get up and I got a little nervous. I thought about running out the room. I thought about, honestly, the power of God, the presence of God came into my room like a swooping bird almost, hit me, picked me up in the air, and I flew back onto my bed. And I said, that can't be God. And I made a decision. I'm gonna get the heck up out of here. Yo, this is scary as a mug. So I get up and I'm like trying to run up out the room. God came in the room, picked me back up, threw me back on again. And I was like, oh nah, like this is bad. So I, I get up and the power of God did again, picked me up in the air, threw me to bed again. And by this time I'm laughing, I'm crying, uncontrollably both, screaming, yelling at God, it's not supposed to be like this. It's not supposed to, this is not right. Who have you done this to? Are you this rough with everyone you love? Like, I was just like yelling to God, but it was one of the, and by this time, the electricity in the presence, the fire of God had consumed my whole body. I was unbarely able to move. All I could do was roll and scream and cry and laugh at the same time. Now, to, to somebody out, it might've looked like I was in pain, but there was no pain. It was, it was to this day, one of the most powerful experiences that I have ever had with God, ever. Um, I'm sorry, I got a little excited, but um, so after that, God would come into my room physically. The walls would begin to creak from the presence of God coming into the room. My floor would move as somebody was walking on it towards me. And at times I would feel the bed pressed down next to me as if someone sat next to me and I would feel a hand on my back when I would be seeking him. Um, at the time I had a cousin, you know, who wasn't the best influence on me. Um, he was kind of trying to sway me to go to, into a different way. And every time I would uvu him, if you remember uvu, you old school remember uvu, but I would uvu him and we talk and he was living in Florida at the time. Um, the Lord would come into the room and interrupt our conversation. I'd be like, cousin, he's here. I, I would try to uvu him every night because I was really close to him. And the Lord would come into the room and be like, I'm ready to spend time with you. Like, I'll hear his voice. He would say something. I would hear him come into the room and I'd be like, oh my God. Like he, and I'm like, he's here, cousin. And my cousin would be like, again? Because it would happen every time I tried to talk to him. And the Lord was like drawing me out of something else that I was trying to get involved in. It was during that time where God broke pornography off me. Um, I just didn't want it. I wanted his presence more. Um, pornography is nothing but a, a deep longing for intimacy but I was being satisfied in intimacy by the presence of God, by the Holy Spirit. So after that, um, the gifts of the Spirit begin to turn on in me. Um, I begin to see uh, people get healed like never before. I saw them in high school, but it was like like it was like clockwork. It was crazy. Um, I would stand up in church, my church and prophesy, give the word of the Lord. The gifts and, and the word of knowledge and prophecy would become much more sharp. Sometimes I would get names, I would get dates, I would get um, information about people's lives. I would evangelize. I actually evangelized so much. I thought I was an evangelist. And I was like, forget this whole prophet thing. Like, I'm trying to be an evangelist. And I learned very quickly that I was not an evangelist, but I would get a lot of people saved. Um, I would go to Walmart, get words of knowledge for the cashiers, for waiters and waitresses. And God would really just begin my ministry in high gear from that point on.